This is the Healthy Nomics Podcast, episode 24, with guest Tina Muir. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Mark Kennedy. Before I tell you a bit more about today's show and my guest, I want to remind you of my free email course for beginner runners. If you're new to running or looking to get back into it, this will help you become the consistent runner you've always wanted to be. There's now over 3,500 runners just like you taking part. So if this resonates with you in any way, head over to www.freerunningcourse.com to sign up. On to today's interview with Tina Muir. Tina is an elite runner chasing her dreams of representing her country in a major world championship. Her PRs are 16.08 in the 5K, 33.24 in the 10K, 113 in the half marathon, and 2.41 in the marathon. Tina grew up in England and now lives in Lexington, Kentucky with her husband. She's also the host of the Run to the Top podcast and works as a community manager for Runners Connect, one of the very few podcasts for runners that I listen to on a regular basis, so please check it out. But don't let Tina's blazing fast times fool you. Tina, like you and me, struggles with many of the same mental battles that all runners face. It doesn't matter if you're a pro trying to qualify for the Olympics or a total beginner looking to lose 30 pounds. In this chat, Tina shares her personal stories about these struggles. Many of them hit home with me, and will do so for a lot of you listeners, I think. In fact, in her last race, she had a panic attack and somehow still managed to win the race. Tina shares some of her best tips for beginner runners and her simple yet powerful approach to eating healthfully. The show notes, including all the links Tina and I mentioned in her chat for this episode, will be at healthynomics.com slash 24. There you'll also be able to download the transcript to this episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. Welcome to the Healthy Nomics Podcast. Boosting your health and fitness IQ, one episode at a time. And now your host, Mark Kennedy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Nomics Podcast. Um, welcome, Tina. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great. Um, it was nice to chat with you uh, a couple weeks ago and uh I'm looking forward to uh, flipping, turning the tables here, and I get to ask you a bunch of questions. So this is fantastic. So um, for all the listeners out there, can you just sort of give a bit of a background, uh, you know, who you are, uh, where you grew up, how's running sort of a part of your life, and uh, that type of thing, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've traveled around quite a lot. Um, I am from England. Um, I lived there till I was 18. Other than... I don't think you know this, not many people know this. I did actually live in Indiana uh, in America for three years when I was a kid. But other than that, I lived, uh, my family lived in uh, England till I was 18 and then I came over to the US and I've lived in California, in Michigan, in Philadelphia and now I have settled in um, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, which is a bit of a random place to be. <laughs> but um, I like it here. I live with my husband, Steve. Um, we got married this summer. Um, and then, yeah, so running was the primary reason I actually ended up in the States. Um, I was, I was ended up being pretty good at running when I was in uh, high school or I guess it was secondary school for me. I think it's the same in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I got offered a scholarship and so I came to the U.S. and um, I, I kind of loved having the, uh, the resources that I didn't have access to in England and I, I really enjoyed being at school in the US and, and then I did meet my husband and, uh, at the time, you know, obviously he wasn't my husband then, but, uh, that encouraged me to stay here and he coaches me now. So we have that tie as well. Um, and, um, 
yeah so now I'm uh, an elite runner um, training as a professional I guess uh, my ultimate goal is to as everyone run in the Olympics that's the ultimate goal of every elite runner but um, and what, what events I don't know I haven't got a specific event that I've always dreamed of um, I just want to hold that uh, vest or jersey in my hand yeah. <laughs> um, that I've earned it but I, I would guess it would be most likely to be in the marathon although I am striving right now for to make the there's a world half marathon championships in March so that's my um, that's my focus right now and I'd be happy with the half marathon team so <laughs> cool. we'll see and uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Where I am right now, I work for Runners Connect, um, and uh, which is an online coaching community. Uh, and then yeah, just living living life in the US. That's great. So when you were in school in England, um, what distances were you running there? Were you doing cross country, or were you doing um, track and field, or what was um, your focus? I did do, yeah, I did both of those. Um, I did like cross country the most. Um, and one thing I think Canada is the same um, as it is in England is that um, it, the cross country races are kind of random. You know, you might have a 7.24K or yeah. um, whereas I, it was strange for me coming to the US and people saying, what's your 5K? And I was like, my what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You're like, what, do, you mean, what about my 6.3K? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the courses were proper cross-country courses, whereas here, you know, you could do three loops around a golf course and that would be your cross-country race. So <laughs> yeah. um, it was a bit bit different in that way. But yeah, I, I loved the cross-country in the traditional sense of the word, not the golf course version. Um, and, uh, but I did do track or athletics as well. Um, and I, I guess I was, um, young, so I didn't, I'd never run further than a 3k on the track, but, but I'd guess that would probably have been my event at that point. That was great. Um, and I, I lived in England for a bit and, uh, I got familiar with, uh, fell running. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, not familiar with it. I, I, I had heard of it, and I know I think the um, Brownlee brothers, is that something that they did yep. growing up, the, the triathletes? So what exactly is fell running? What's the difference between fell running and cross country, just sort of a, out of my curiosity? Um, well, I think it's actually just, I mean, I guess the U.S. would kind of call it like trail running. It's um, I'm not actually 100% sure. I didn't I didn't ever do anything like that uh, myself. I just kind of heard of it. And um, to be, yeah, to be honest, I don't even know. I'd always just assumed it was trail running. So oh, I may okay. be completely wrong, but um, I maybe thought it was just. Sorry, maybe it is. I always had this like, I always thought for some reason, like, people are running around with a compass like trying like not only you're running oh, against it other people be, but yeah. you're trying to find where the finish line is by sort of guiding yourself oh. or orienteering I, I could be totally off base but no that would probably curious. make a lot of sense I think I think uh in England they like doing things a little bit different I know there's uh <laughs> these park runs are very popular in England right now where people meet up every uh Saturday morning and this is anyone and everyone and they just do a uh, like a run around the park together so I, I'd believe something like that but I actually I hadn't ever done it myself and I kind of left before um, I really understood running properly so yeah um, I'm afraid and, I'm not a good answer <laughs> <laughs> and what's your role exactly with uh, Runners Connect um, well uh, my uh, official title is the community manager um, which is a bit confusing for most people but uh, essentially I'm kind of uh, I call myself the buzz ambassador like um, trying to 
just use all the social media accounts trying to grow the brand um, runners connect like healthy nomics kind of focuses on the science and the the actual real information rather than the fluff mm-hmm. and uh, so we have a blog and we have um, lots of you know a strength training program a nutrition program form and then I also uh, host our podcast um, and kind of do a lot of research with that so I, I just spend my time trying to get the word out that uh, people can use Runners Connect as a resource. Yeah, and it's a great resource. Um, yeah, I, I have often uh, send people, uh, you know, if there's an article that I haven't written that I kind of like wish I wrote, I'm like, oh, I'll just send them over and find <laughs> something good that you guys have written. So uh, <laughs> I'll make sure I put a link uh, in the show notes. Uh, and the link uh, for this episode will be healthynomics.com slash 24. And um, any other links we mentioned, I'll, uh, I'll put those in there. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit. And um, I know on your own sort of personal site and perhaps on Runners Connect as well, um, you've got a, a keen interest in healthy eating and, and cooking and diet. Um, love to pick your brain and sort of, you know, what's your philosophy when it comes to, to eating? Um, and um, yeah, just some, I guess, some ideas for sort of what you, uh, healthy recipes for for sort of runners and what they can be eating before run and after run to make sure they're getting all the, the nutrients they need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of different uh, avenues I can go down with that, but um, I guess the, the first thing I'll start with is um, I'm going to say what people probably are waiting for me to say, but I'm going to say it with a twist in that uh, balance, you know, balance is key. Moderation is key. But uh, going say hit something here that I don't think uh, people expect and like to say in that when I say balance, I believe people should eat burgers if they like burgers and have a slice of pizza or have a cupcake or you know just an hour ago I had a big giant cookie with frosting on it like you know I um I'm a big believer in having those things you enjoy be it you know beer or be it um you know whatever your thing may be maybe chip or um whatever it is like I I definitely believe people should indulge in the things they like because I've seen it and I've done it when you restrict yourself and you say I'm not eating this that's when you crave it more and you end up unhappy so I am a big believer in that and um each and every day I do have some kind of sweet treat uh, and I'm not talking about one square of chocolate or two M&Ms. <laughs> I mean, a full serving of something, sometimes even more, um, often more actually. But uh, I balance that out with uh, healthy meals um, because, you know, if you are eating healthy most of the time, you can uh, allow yourself to have those things you really enjoy. And then you're more likely to be happy with your life and your eating. And, and then you're going to, you know, be able to keep it up rather than being on a diet and then crashing. So um, a lot of my uh, blog, I do put recipes up there for healthy meals, um, but people often think that um, eating healthy as a runner is like a science, like you kind of have to have this and, you know, 30% of this and 20% of that, and you really have to think about it. But honestly, a lot of my meals end up just being throwing things in a pot, like I will cook up some vegetables, whatever is on sale or whatever I see, so be it like, you know, if you get say you had um, bell peppers were on sale and you had asparagus and you had um, onion and uh, some tomatoes, 
then you could just cook those up in a pan um, and then just add in some rice and add in some seasoning. Like that's honestly what often a lot of my meals end up being is just throwing things in a pot. And I think that's something everyone has to learn, but you don't have to make it by a recipe. You don't have to, you know, um, you don't have to follow a specific guideline. You can just use what you have and um, try and crowd out the bad foods with the good. So, um, you'll find that you'll fill yourself up that way and just um, you'll get a lot of the nutrients you need. Yeah, um, I like that. I, I especially like your thoughts on deprivation. I think, um, you know, I've never been sort of a huge, like I, I eat healthy, but I'm sort of like you. Like if I feel deprived of something, then I, I don't like it and I'm probably not going to eat as healthy in general. So I, you know, I have my sweet and then actually as we're doing this call i do have a beer beside me we're on <laughs> video for all you the listening but for for every podcast i do i always have one beer and it for me it puts me in the right mindset like i'm just having a chat with someone at a, at a pub mm-hmm. or a cafe yeah. or something um so i really like that um and and i also like yeah just yeah eating eating sort of not making it too too much of a fuss you don't have to yeah. make crazy recipes and um just eat simple and uh, i like that a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's something that you know it it scares people thinking about cooking because uh, you know and everyone falls into it. I th- I thought it at first as well, like oh I'm not a very good chef, but or I'm not good at cooking. I don't I don't really think you have to be good at cooking. I mean, like vegetables, yeah, in theory you can you can overcook them, but I don't think most people are going to be able to tell the difference between a green bean that's been cooked for an extra two minutes as well especially when you compare it to like a canned green bean or a fresh, like um so i think you know if you a lot of meals should just be things thrown in a bowl together or thrown in a bowl and then co- cooked in the oven it doesn't have to be uh, anything complicated as long as you're getting in some protein and some carbohydrates and plenty of vegetables that's one thing i like to tell people is start with the vegetables and then work your way around everything else add that in afterwards rather than a lot of people go to the store and say okay I'm going to buy a piece of chicken and I'm going to buy a potato and then what vegetables shall I get well I tell people to start with the vegetables and then add in the carbs or the like starch and the meat afterwards yeah so that's good so it's safe to say then you don't follow sort of any labeled type of diet per se like paleo or uh, (laughs) low carb or anything like that it's just sort of focusing on uh, eating sensibly um, not depriving yourself and eating sort of good whole foods yeah yeah I definitely I try to um, make as much as I can myself uh, from home so that there's uh, as little processed as there can be but at the at the end of the day I know that's not realistic for a lot of people and it's not even just about realistic people don't want to spend hours in the kitchen whereas I I do enjoy cooking but even if you don't I think I don't think there's a specific diet that anyone should be following yeah I like that Uh, so before you say you've got a a big race coming up what uh what are you eating that morning um I well it depends for me with the marathon I always would have uh, a bowl of porridge or oatmeal um with I use half milk, half water, and I'll have that with a banana. That's my marathon go-to meal. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I've been using a bagel and a banana, but that's um, just because I was doing the shorter races. So, uh, but either of those tend to sit well in my stomach. But again, I don't, I don't feel like there's a specific 
food that has to work for everyone it's testing it out as long as you practice it yourself and um the main thing i tell people is to try and pick white or plain colored foods like yeah. you want to eat the rainbow in your life but never before a race you want to stick to plain colors yeah exactly doesn't matter how many bathrooms are on the course <laughs> keep it <laughs> it's simple. the worst feeling in the world yeah exactly well, no thanks i've had that too. i'm sure everyone has had that a few times it's it's not fun <laughs> yeah for sure um oh that's great so um why don't we talk a little bit about the mental side of running which um i was reading some of your your articles or posts on your own blog and um I really, it really resonated with me and I thought some of my listeners would really like it because you've got this one uh, heading, I think it's at the top called uh, honesty. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what's this? This is, this is different. I've never, I've never seen this, you know, running blog typically see like 5k <laughs> run faster yeah. diet. And I'm like, this is cool. So I, I had a look at some of the articles and um, it was, it was awesome. It was um, you, you know, telling your you know, being real, basically, um, sharing some of your own uh, insecurities or vulnerabilities. Um, um, so let's let's talk a little bit like about that. Sort of why why did you decide to do that and be so so open? Um, what what was sort of the what started that? Yeah. Um, well, the honesty section is kind of my word vomit. It's <laughs> it's when I tend to um, just sit down with my keyboard and just type whatever is coming through my mind. So um, the craziest part is I always think to myself, oh, I'm going to have to go back and edit this, but I, I never actually do. I just let it go. But it tends to be, I think a lot of people and yeah, your listeners will probably appreciate this. I know this is where people, I get a lot of people emailing me, um, especially beginners that you think people think they see elites finishing a race and they think, oh, they just look like they're so smooth and it's so easy and everyone thinks it's very comfortable, but um with this social media world that we live in with Facebook and, you know, um, Instagram and Pinterest or all of them, they, people tend to put their best foot forward. They show the good days, they show the moments they're enjoying. And I had such a great run, but people are often afraid to put the, you know, the bad days and the things that go wrong. And I've always been someone who shares too much. Um, and, uh, I don't know where that where that came from, but I, I've always been someone I've never been embarrassed to talk about things that are going wrong and I kind of enjoy I don't I don't mind making fun of myself to make other people feel better. Uh-huh. So um it just started as that. I started sharing things and then I started getting emails from people saying like, Thank you for sharing, you helped me feel better and then um they always say with with a blog you need to just find your own voice and just be yourself so that's what i started doing was just typing what came into my head and i found it was helping people so the more it helped people the more i wanted to keep doing it and uh and it's also nice for me it's like a little journal and i'm not embarrassed to share um if i help people feel better about their own training i'm not embarrassed to share the downs that i go through the struggles and i wanted to kind of show people that elite runners I mean I've had plenty of days where I've been running along and I've just got so frustrated with not being able to hit a pace or just feeling so tired that I've walked and started crying like (laughs) you know it's it's people think it's glamorous and and people do portray it as glamorous but um it you know everyone has those ups and downs and everyone has those moments they hate running I mean people think elites love running every moment but I'd say probably 80% of my runs are like just drudging through and 
you know, I'm thinking the same thing as everyone else. Like, when is this going to be done? Or like, yeah. oh, I still have half an hour left or whatever it may <laughs> be. Like, So I, I kind of wanted to show that, that it's not as glamorous as it seems. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's get specific a little bit. You wrote one post, which um, I really liked, and it looked like a lot of people um, liked it as well. And it was on body image. Um, I think the title of the post was, Do You Look Like a Runner? Is, yep. that, is that right? Yep. Um, can you talk a little bit about that post? And uh, I'll, of course, put a link to that. But um, sort of what gave you the idea to write that and maybe how talk about a bit how it relates to you and then uh, maybe some of the, the feedback you got from others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that one has been uh, one, and I'm glad you brought that one up because uh, the body image thing is something I'm I'm very very passionate about, and I ultimately I think I want to make it into a career because I think it's something that I feel very strongly about. Just in the same way I mentioned earlier about the uh, healthy eating, um, a lot of elite runners and a lot of runners, not even elites, just people who you know really want to do the best they can in their running, tend to get obsessed with healthy eating and everything that goes into their mouth must be clean and you know no no pizza like I will not touch a um, M&M or anything like that and in that same way those people want to have this perfect body um, that looks like the elite runners they're seeing at the front of the pack and I'm trying to change this in that runners come in all shapes and sizes and um, you know you've I, I really am uh passionate about people celebrating their own strengths I mean um, I don't feel like there is one set way uh, a runner should look and you know I when I stand on a start line I'm looking around the same way everyone else is like even as an elite and all the other elites we all look at each other and think uh -huh. oh that girl's skinnier than me that girl's taller than me that girl's got such strong powerful legs everyone is looking around at everyone else and it kind of just made me realize that um, there is no set way a runner should look and um, we all should just celebrate who we are and I'm trying I'm really trying to change this and um, what kind of triggered it was um, just hearing people saying that they didn't look the way they should and I loved seeing some of the stronger runners that are starting to come through now and they're overtaking the people who aren't fueling themselves with enough food and they do live an unhealthy lifestyle in that they're not eating enough. Uh -huh. So, um, and I just, I kind of found it through my own self. I'm kind of shorter, but I have like strong, powerful legs. And I would look at the girls next to me on the start line and think, oh, if I, maybe if I was skinnier, then maybe I'd run a bit faster and I'd keep up. But I realized that it's not about that. My powerful legs can power past them on an uphill. Or, um, yeah. You know, that's my strength is my powerful legs. Um, but other people's strength may be different areas. Like I'm, I'm never going to have a six pack ab uh, set of abs, but other people will. And so it just became a thing about um, I want people to celebrate who they are and their own strengths and look into who they are and see what they have as an their own personal advantage. Yeah, I like that. Um, I noticed in the post too, I think you had people uh, commenting at the bottom of uh, the part of their body they like the mm -hmm. best. And um, mm -hmm. did you get a lot of people writing comments at the bottom, sort of what they liked? And um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. I wanted to take that further to make people force themselves to look into it and kind of feel proud about themselves. And um, we, I, we've got in this culture, and again, it's through the social media aspect, that we constantly compare. We see 
we see pictures of other people looking their best because they make it look the best. Or you see a picture in a magazine and this model has been airbrushed and you think I need to look like that. So I, I try to get it so that we, rather than looking at, oh, I wish I had this or I wish I had that, you say, well, I'm proud of myself for having this or I'm proud of myself for having that. And yeah, I had a lot of people respond and I even had people emailing saying, you know, I, I don't want to write it on there, but I'm really proud of this and it helped me to do that. So it's just making, hopefully helping people with their confidence. And anyone else listening, if you want to go join in, I'd love to hear from you. So. Yeah, for sure. I'll make sure there's a link that people can go check that out. Um, and you also wrote something recently too, or keeping on to the, the mental side of things about um, a race you recently had, I believe, um, where you had some um, anxiety and um, and and panic. So I, I'll, I'll let you explain that a little bit. But I think, again, this is a really good story for people to hear that, you know, just because you're an elite runner, it doesn't mean you can have sort of things happen during a race and doubts, uh, et cetera. So could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, again, this is something that most people would just brush under the carpet and not want to talk about, but it's something that I really wanted to bring up because um, it is, it is scary. And um, so, yeah, I, I did end up having a panic attack in, in a race recently, um, which Funny, funny enough, I still ended up winning the race, which is um, amazing. <laughs> and well, the fun, the yeah, I mean, I was I was proud of myself, but um, I I put such a lead on everyone else that even having that, I um, even slowing down as much as I did at the end. Um, uh, but the people at the finish line had no idea that happened, so they were you know throwing, shoving cameras in my face and microphones, and I was like, I. I don't know what happened and they're they're like what are you talking about what happened you won the race and I was like yeah, yeah but I, I don't know what's wrong and they, they obviously were confused but um yeah I mean I I'm a very um goal-oriented um perfectionist kind of person and I've been putting a lot of stress on myself recently and uh yeah I ended up having a panic attack about um a mile a mile to go in a six mile race um, and I, I couldn't breathe. I, 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 I stopped and walked three times, uh, within about half a mile. And then, um, I kept having this inner battle with myself, which a lot of people will, I think, recognize where, you know, I said, that's it, I'm done. And I stopped and I walked and I, you know, put my hands on the wall and said, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But then a little fighter voice came out and said, no, you're not going to quit. You're not a quitter. So then I went going again and then, and then I stopped again and this happened three times. And I think a lot of runners go through that. We, I mean, every runner goes through that. And that's another thing, even as an elite, every single race I do, every race, I will have that voice telling me, I can't do this drop out every mm-hmm. time. Like, uh, you know, I think to myself, Oh, what can I say is wrong with me? Well, my leg's been hurting a little bit. So maybe I could say this, like every time you have that voice in your head that tells you to drop out. So, um, you know, other, everyone listening can kind of see that you, you're not the only one that has that voice. Everyone has to battle that voice. And unfortunately, as fast as you go, that voice doesn't go away. It's Mm -hmm. still there. But, um, this race in particular, you know, I, I was really struggling And, and in essence, I did drop out three times, but I just never left the course. So I got back in it essentially, but, um, you know, that was a a real battle with my mind that I wanted to drop out and I wanted to stop, but then the, the, 
that I didn't want to be a quitter in my mind so I kept going and realistically either way it wouldn't have mattered I mean I could have I could have left the race and it wouldn't have changed who I am or um you know it doesn't doesn't define me as a person but um but then I didn't want to do that and so that's another thing like runners need to see that it it doesn't define who you are no matter no matter what level you're at or um no one's going to think any less of you if you do drop out mm -hmm. but at the same time you know you are going to probably regret it so um just give yourself a little bit of slack no matter what you do in that situation that's great thanks for sharing that um now for a beginner runner someone who's just just getting into it, what would sort of be your your biggest tip when it comes to how i mean a lot i get a lot of emails and people they often say they, they struggle with the, the motivation. Um, what, would, what would you say to the, someone like that who they, they want to run when they do get out there, they, they do enjoy it. They feel invigorated, but struggle to keep that motivation alive. What would you, would you say to that person? Mm -hmm. Well, firstly, if they say, if, if you're listening and you do uh, enjoy it during and you're invigorated during, then I'd say hats off to you. Like, that's great. That's that's a huge improvement because um, you know, like I said, half the time I'm not even enjoying it during. It's it's that moment I slow down to a walk or I finish. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I actually can kind of talk to this a little bit right now as my sister has just just started running, and so I'm just kind of seeing through her um, how. And she definitely, I love her to death. And if you're listening, Jess, I'm sorry, but she knows she didn't get the running talent that, that I did. <laughs> um, but so she's just running for the first time in her life. But um, she, so I, uh, she has trouble with motivation some days, especially you know as it gets colder and the um, the nights get longer, and you have to either go out in the dark or you have to you know kind of bundle yourself out there and it's so much more tempting to just stay inside um so i mean a few little things i like to uh, say are to firstly um think about a moment when you didn't want to run uh, and you did get out there and do it uh, and how proud of yourself you felt i mean the more struggles you go through and the more moments of thinking oh, i don't want to do this the more proud of yourself you're going to be afterwards um, and it's you know it's a great feeling in the winter it's even better because you can you you know how much you gave up to go out there and how easy it would have been to stay in uh, another thing for females I like to say or, or I guess guys um, I like to you know get yourself some nice running clothes mm -hmm. um, if you if you're comfortable and you have you know your fingers aren't falling off because they're so cold or um, your shoes aren't your feet aren't rubbing away in your shoes like if you have those comfortable clothes and apparel and shoes then it's going to make it easier for you to go out especially if it's new and you want to go try it out um i know a lot of people like listening to music i don't personally listen to music but i know that is a great motivator for people um if you if you are struggling with motivation and and then on the other side of things that would be another time i'd say social media is a good thing to go online and see other people out there doing it and then putting themselves out there and you know, um, I like to help people with that as well, like to show you that, you know, they can be good and they can be bad. So either way, you're going to you're going to get something out of it. That's great. Um, now, what about um, going back to your sister? Because this is great. It really um, mm -hmm. it, it does. That's a lot of my listeners are sort of beginners like that. Um, mm -hmm. What do you tell her when it comes to like if you know a lot of people struggle that they don't have enough time? Um, and I, you know, I like to. To, 
reinforce that, you know, sometimes, you know, if you have 10 minutes, go for a 10 minute run. That's okay. Um, but I'd sort of like to hear what you have to say about, you know, if you're short on time, maybe um, a workout someone can do, uh, no matter what their level of running, um, that, you know, if they only have 10, 15 minutes, it's better than not going. And you can mm -hmm. still get a, you know, a good little workout in and um, do a lot of good for your health. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and yeah, again, I, even my sister can uh, go to this very well, because she's, she's an elementary school teacher or primary school teacher. So she, um, she has to be at work at 7.30, I think, and she has to uh, and she doesn't get home till five or something but she so she you know is one of those people that was saying I didn't have time um, and so we've made sure that her workouts are never maximum 40 minutes and um, so she's been having to get up at 5 a.m um, but she like I said built from scratch but right now um, she had a little injury and she's she's doing 20 minutes a day and you know that's enough it, it's something and it's getting out there and um, when you are in those busy moments when you can't fit it in just you know you'll be amazed of how much better you'll feel even if like you said it is 10 minutes or 20 minutes um, and uh, you know uh, if it, if someone did want like a little we were having her do some kind of speed a little speed day where we would just have her do um, five minutes uh, warm up so like a five minute um, jog and then just do uh, five by one minute faster mm -hmm. with one to two minutes in between and then um, if she had time she'd do 10 minute uh if she had time she'd do a five to ten minute cool down if she didn't then she'd just do two or three minutes so um just a little like speed burst and that's also one of the best ways for people trying to lose weight is to do little faster bursts because that's going to get your metabolism revving so if someone's listening is uh you know weight loss is the primary then you know throw one of those things in there once a week where it's just 20 minutes and you've got five um harder faster minutes um and then it's just you know it, it goes by quicker that way as well because it's just um done very quickly yeah and, you know, i know for me whenever i do sort of an interval to where you you know you always kind of <laughs> look at your watch to find out yeah. when the next interval yeah. starts and then you do it and then you um you rest and yeah time goes on because you're you're kind of your mind's engaged as well you yeah kind of, exactly um, yeah you kind of exactly. forget it uh, breaks up the monotony of um you know those long sort of slow endurance bouts um well that's great so um let's shift a little bit to um so the last little part i want to talk about and that's um, what do you do outside of running to keep you healthy? I'd love to hear what, what you do um, as far as, like, do you do any strength training? If you do, what do you focus on? Um, yeah, let's. I'd love to hear your thoughts. For a minute there, I thought you were going to say, what do you do outside of, like, when you're not running as another hobby? I was getting ready to tell everyone, which I'm going to tell them anyway, even they didn't ask, that I like playing Just Dance. You're like, what? <laughs> Which you <laughs> just dance it's a uh, a wee game it's for 15 oh. year old girls but <laughs> i really like it so anyone listening who knows what probably people listening it's their daughters that are playing it but that's my side hobby i like um, it yeah <laughs> yeah it's a silly game you like match the computer with your dance moves uh, yeah so, i've seen, I've seen that okay <laughs> i'm not very good at it but i like it anyway um yeah so uh, about a year ago actually i went and had my um running form analyzed at the uva speed clinic in virginia um and he told me that uh basically all the strength training i was doing was useless and i might as well not even bother 
um, <laughs> because uh, I wasn't doing it correctly. Um, and so he told me that he wanted me to start doing some heavy lifting. And at the time, I thought, "You must be kidding! Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put on, put on this muscly weight, and I'm going to be huge, and I'm going to." You know, I was imagining myself as like a little bodybuilder trying to run and I said, <laughs> I'm not doing it. And he said, no, you're not going to bulk up. You know, you, you need this. It will help you. So I found a strength coach and I started working with him and um, he had me doing the heavy lifting, um, like, you know, the um, deadlifts and um, like squats with weight and all this kettlebell stuff. And um and soon, you know, it's now been a year, I haven't bulked up, my body weight hasn't really changed. In fact, it may have even, I may even be a little bit leaner, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. But um, so that was something that was scary for me was, uh, and for anyone listening, you know, you think of weight training, and you think of the strength training, and the women out there are thinking, I don't want to bulk up, I don't want to get bigger. But I'm going to say right now, you, you don't get bigger for one, and it makes huge improvements. I mean, in the last year, uh I've just finished my season so I'm able to say this but I've gone my last season was seven months long and I didn't really have any injuries um and then in the last year I've only really had one thing that was kind of lingering on from before uh -huh. um and so it really helps with strength training uh you need to find a good coach or someone that you trust don't just kind of make it up as you go along or I wouldn't recommend listening to just some random personal trainer in your gym. I would, you know, find someone who really understands runners or who knows their stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I do. I own an elliptigo. I don't know if you or anyone listening knows what, what that is. I think I've seen it. It's basically uh, ellip an elliptical machine that cruises up and down the streets. <laughs> yes, pretty much is. It, it looks strange and a... Especially in Kentucky, I get some some funny looks. People call it a scooter, a scooter usually, but um, yeah. So I have one of those, um, and people can look it up. Uh, it's on my blog or, or just online. Elliptigo is the name of it. So I do that, and I do some swimming. Um, so those are like my cross training activities. I do about uh, three hours of that a week. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's the strength training. I do two out, two one-hour sessions a week, and I'd say that's the biggest aspect of keeping me healthy and preventing injuries and just the usual things of um, stretching and foam rolling and um, you know changing your shoes often and um, just trying to like keep on top of it. And the biggest thing I would say to people, and it's the biggest mistake new runners make, and I think this is the focus of yours is to run slow on your easy days like you should be running so slow that it feels too slow and you can hold a whole a full conversation while you're running and that's the biggest thing I think keeps me healthy is running slow on my easy days yeah I, I like to always say run so slow it hurts yes yeah um, you did say that yeah that's great yeah because I, I mean I tried that and when I first I was just like yeah because I'm just like you're so used to just you know, if you're not working out mm -hmm. hard, you're not working mm -hmm. out. But uh, now I've kind of embraced it. And I'm like, a, when I do have my sort of slow running days, um, I love it. I can actually look at the scenery and <laughs> yeah. it's like enjoyable and you're not mm -hmm. hurting. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's fantastic. Um, oh, oh, it's back to strength training. Sorry. I was just, um, and it's good for people to, that you reiterated that, that you don't need to be in the gym, you know, four or five times a week. Like, no two good strength sessions a week is sort of all you need. Um, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I know you, you, you go to a gym when you've got access to some special equipment, but there's also a lot you can do without any equipment. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, which, especially for beginners, you know, if they think, oh, I don't, you know, if they don't have a gym membership or any equipment, well, you don't need anything. Like, you can start with doing, you know, body weight squats and single leg deadlifts and working on your balance and single leg and, and push-ups. And then if you want weight, like, you can literally, you know, you could buy maybe one dumbbell or a kettlebell and do squats with that or yeah, even yeah. you know hold a handful of books in your arms or something yeah yeah yeah. Or a gallon of milk or yeah. you know some cans or whatever you can find around your house yeah definitely yeah you can get creative well that's great so um i like to start sort of winding up here um i want to appreciate your time i know you've got to pack up for a nice uh, trip coming mm. up soon so um if you had sort of one last parting piece of guidance for um doesn't have to be a beginner runner necessarily, but sort of anyone who um, who's running, whether they just started or they've been running for a long time. Um, what what would that be? Um, I think I'm going to go completely in a different direction. Well, kind of. I mean, uh, I just want to tell people that um, often runners get worried when they're running, and like what we just talked about about going slow. Um, people think that everyone's going to be staring at them thinking that they're running too slow but there really is no too slow and no one else really cares what you're doing uh any and if they are a runner they're wishing they were running themselves so hmm. don't ever feel like you're running too slow because really there is no such thing um if you're out there doing it you are a runner and you should be proud of being a runner there is you know people say to me all the time oh i'm i'm just a you know insert here runner like I you wouldn't understand or whatever but if you're out there doing it and you you know if you run for 10 minutes or you run for an hour and 20 minutes it doesn't it doesn't make a difference or you know if you weigh 100 pounds or if you weigh 250 pounds or you know 400 pounds whatever (laughs) if you're out there doing it and you're out there trying then you are a runner so I just want to tell people that don't ever think that you need to look a certain way or run a certain speed if you're out there running and you're out there you know getting yourself off the couch then you're a runner so believe in that that's awesome um well thank you very much tina uh where can people connect with you or if they want to read um more about uh what you're up to um i guess on your own site or keep track of um your progress as a runner and your your goal to you run in the Olympics one day, um, mm-hmm. and also Runners Connect. Um, sort of, yeah. Where, to, what are the best places to connect with you? Yeah. Um, well, uh, firstly, I guess Runners Connect. So that's runnersconnect.net. Um, we have, like I said, a blog. We have a podcast, and um, there's an online community coaching uh, channel too. Um, and then my personal stuff. My website is tinamuir.com. That's T-I-N-A-M-U-I-R dot com um so you can find me there um and then most social media channels um you know uh facebook twitter pinterest instagram i'm uh you're everywhere i'm, I'm <laughs> tina muir but a few of them someone stole my name so oh, i'm no. tina muir 88 um but if you type tina muir i st- should still come up so um but yeah so just follow my name, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I'll put links again to this yeah. at uh, yeah, healthynomics.com slash 24 so everyone can uh, grab those links there. 
Well, uh, again, Tina, thanks very much. Um, really appreciate um, all your insights and you being so open, uh, sharing some of your stories. And um, I think everyone's going to really enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I, if anyone has any questions, I'm happy to help. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Nomics Podcast at www.healthynomics.com.